What's up, everybody? It's Chad. I'm back again with another episode of Ask Chad Grassy Logic. We're here on the 39th episode of Ask Chad Grassy Logic, or is it the 40th? Oh, it's the 40th. Yeah, we're on 40 now. Gino just corrected me. So 40th episode. So thank you for uh, joining me, Logan. Yes, sir. Heck yeah. So Logan is from uh, 420 at 505 here in Las Cruces, Icana. Um, and we'll get into a little bit more of that in the show. Um, we're going to talk about that, Ohio legalized cannabis. Um, there's also been some studies that I've been seeing about cannabis and heart stuff. And then we got a couple more. We got one more topic to talk about. We'll get get into that a little bit later. So first off, we're just going to talk about 420 at 505. Let's go, Icana. So tell us a little about who you are and who is 420 at 505. So my name is Logan Reed. I'm a manager over there at 420 at 505. And my whole story starts when I was just a kid, diagnosed with epilepsy, couldn't get my driver's license when I needed to. You guys know the story. So. What I did, I turned 16, figured out what cannabis was, got into it, found out it did better than any of the pharmaceuticals that worked for me. Mm. And now because of that, I am now seven years seizure-free thanks to concentrates and flour. Nice. So is it on the CBD side or do you kind of do a mixture? Uh, nowadays, I definitely go full spectrum. Okay. Yeah, Dope. definitely. Uh, when I was younger and a little bit more naive, I would definitely say the, uh, the THC was mainly all I was after. Mm -hmm. I didn't totally understand the CBD and the full, uh, the full spectrum yeah. and what it could do for you and the whole underage effect. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely tried to get as much CBD in me as nowadays. As with THC, I'm a huge dabber. I love my concentrates, uh, CBG, CBC, all of that. CBN. I'm a huge advocate for all those ingredients. Definitely believe that anyone and everyone should try them at least once before you knock them. Nice. And it's, I'm glad to meet someone else who, you know, isn't all about just THC. Yes, sir. You know, because that's something that industry-wide is just praised. And, you know, like even the customer base, like, oh, I want the highest THC. But to be honest, you know, THC doesn't really, isn't all that what gets you high or even, you know, gives you effects. You know, it's not just the only thing. You know, right. there's more in the plant and put together, you know, you get that whole different effect. So that's great to hear that, you know. You're also one of the people that it's like, what, THC, just THC? You got to be kidding me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're all younger. Don't get me wrong. You know, we're all younger, <laughs> younger. It's like, oh, just give me the highest, strongest thing you got, man. Yeah, yeah. The early days of dabbing, you know, hit it while it's red, bro. <laughs> yeah, you scare it. You burn your throat. Yeah, that ain't no fun. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So um, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you found some relief through cannabis. You yes, know, sir. And like your testament that, you know, cannabis can help people, especially on the epilepsy side. Oh, yeah. You know, once, you know, people started finding out about how cannabis can help you with epilepsy, that kind of had it was almost a tipping point for us you know we had the you know the, the high cbd plants that started coming in we had the um you know rest her soul um the, the girl from colorado i forget her name oh uh, right charlotte charlotte yeah charlotte's web the, yep. the the cultivar that they had for her yeah the five um, brothers that got that up growing yeah for her, yep. yeah and, and unfortunately um uh charlotte passed away uh during covid yeah and uh so we lost her but you know um she literally changed the world um you know just you know being the strong child that she was and then those brothers really bringing to light the the power of cbd and then it really led to more science being dug into cannabis and the different compounds and okay well if cbd can do this what other what can, what can these other compounds can do what can they do because you know maybe 10 years ago if you told me oh cbn you know kind of makes you sleepy i'll be like fuck a cbn exactly. yeah, yeah nobody back then knew what all these extra cbd deals were so yeah. everyone's like CBD, THC, that's all anyone knew. Yeah. So it's one gets you high, one doesn't. Yeah, and then for a while it was just THC before we knew about CBD, you know, and it's, it still feels kind of new, you know, it's such a crazy thing because you had the, the farm bill 
and that changed things like crazy, yeah. you know, like a night and day, oh, you yeah. know, like especially for the hemp industry, you know, things went wild and people got into it like crazy, you know, a lot of people lost a lot of money, <laughs> um, but we'll get into that a little bit more, you know, I, I digress a little bit, you know, let's talk a little bit more about 420 at 505. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so who is 420 at 505? Well, 420 at 505, we are a group of, just a team, we're, we're a team that was put together from the owner's Jose Zavala mm -hmm. and his investors, they uh they basically decided to put this together at the start, very start of April 1st last year. Um, they knew it would help people. They knew it was a good business, not only a good business, but a good way to help people and make business. Yeah. So the, uh, they, they've been part of this and they weren't too sure about it at first. They decided to go along with it full string. And then when uh, I met up with them, I let them know my story and they were real quick to put me on board and, now I'm a manager for them, helping them run their store. We're definitely all in, all on board to help people make sure we have that genuine genuine relationship with our customer, especially mm -hmm. if they're coming in and they need help. Yeah. If they need help, if they're if they're looking for, I don't know, any type of relief when it comes to joints, uh, anything uh, exterior, we could definitely set them in the right direction. Anything interior, diagnosis, or if you're just simply recreational and you want to come in and enjoy your day, like I totally understand that too. But uh, yeah, we definitely want you to come in, feel comfortable, feel like you know your bud tender, feel like your bud tender uh, knows you, and we'll be able to get you the right product that you're looking for. Yeah, nice. Well, I'm glad to hear that. You know, you guys are retail, right? Yeah, we're okay. uh, fully integrated, actually. Fully integrated. Yeah, awesome. We're, yeah, we're fully integrated. Uh, we are getting started on our uh, first grow, actually. Okay. We are getting started on our first grow. Uh, probably uh, just going to be a micro license to start off. Nice. But uh, yeah, definitely going to already getting started on that and can't wait to get it we're going to definitely be able to provide a lot of quality medicine for people nice is it going to be indoor or is it uh we'll probably definitely be greenhouse greenhouse okay yeah, cool yeah, most definitely greenhouse light up yes sir. okay nice nice yeah, yeah it's kind of you know leaning more positive more to what people do in the greenhouse um, yeah. world is the light depth and if you guys don't know watching light depth just um means that they have pretty much a cover they put over the greenhouse to you know mimic nighttime that way it triggers the plants to flower um so light deprivation yeah, <laughs> gotta play God kind of. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, it's like it's like doing a big indoor grow, but you know, using the sun to help you out, and then you just put this cover over. You're like, there you go, and then so, bam, and then bam, there you go. Uh, back in the day, some people use trash cans, the black trash cans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard some people that with the smaller plants, they'll just put a black trash can over it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I had a buddy that tried that. And uh, he did it in his closet, so it didn't work out too well. For yeah, him. yeah. And, you know, being down here in the, the flatlands, as they call it, you know, it doesn't work too well for us because of the heat. Yeah. Maybe up in the mountains that works. Yeah, don't <laughs> go three doses. Yeah, three doses <laughs> that might work. So I was going to ask, who is Icana? Because I've noticed that that's in the name as well. Icana is the parent company of okay. 420 at 505. Okay. So, yeah, so we actually had a few different names starting out April when everything went wrecked mm -hmm. uh, in 2022. And then... Uh, as customers came in, we decided that 420 at 505 was the best name for it. That's the one customers were catching on to. It's how everyone was known known us for. So Icana is definitely uh, the parent company for 420 at 505, and that's where we got it. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I kind of figured because, you know, it's in there. You have Icana after. It's like, well, might as well ask. Yeah, know, it's, it's, sure like, it's like Icana presents 420 yeah. at 505. Yeah. yeah. And Icana is definitely where everything that the owners put it on, uh, that was the original name, Icana, the big one, and then... As we went on for the first few months, yeah, everyone was saying, oh, go to 420 at 505. They'll help you out. And so we decided 420 at 505 was the name. Okay, nice. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a cool little story that, you know, came along with it. It's like, yeah, oh, it's kind of a nickname they gave us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were sitting there. I can't. It was, and we were actually best buds okay. for a while. Yeah. And then 
yeah, that one just didn't stick. No, yeah. like everyone was like, no, 420 at 505. Like, hit them. Go, go. Yeah, and so that's what we did. 420 oh. at 505. I can't present. Bam. Yeah. Sometimes, nope. you know, the, the nicknames people give you are the ones that stick and the one that works the best. Right. Yeah. Right, right. My uh, my unit in the Army, we actually got a nick our nicknames from uh, the Marines in World War II. Uh, they called us Tropic Lightning because I was stationed in Hawaii with the 25th <laughs> Infantry Division. And so they said that because we struck like like Tropic Lightning, yeah. you know, when we would fight. So that just kind of stuck and oh. they kind of went along with it. So it kind of reminded me of that. That's funny. You know, like people gave someone else, gave you guys that name. Yeah. You kind of stuck with it. You went with it. went with it. Ran with it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah thank you for your service, man. Appreciate I'll, it. Yeah. Appreciate thank you. And uh, for all my veterans out there, this is actually probably going to be airing later today. As we know, this weekend is Veterans Day. So thank you all for your service, um, those present and past. So yes, that's our chance. Um, we'll continue on to the to this episode, though. Um, so how long have you been in the uh, cannabis industry? I've been in the cannabis industry since April 1st last year when everything went wreck. Mm -hmm. With that being said, uh, I do like to add a few years onto that. Uh, I did help my grandmother get off of dialysis when she was in her mid-70s, and she didn't get a transplant yeah. either. So I started giving her uh, chocolates that were infused, anything that she was willing to try. Yeah. I didn't want to make her too uncomfortable, so very low dosages, uh, full spectrum always. And uh, yeah, within three years, her uh, doctor's were astounded they didn't know what was going on my grandma told her what she told them what they were doing or what she was doing and they told her not to stop yeah. they told her just keep eating your edibles keep getting your compounds in your and you'll you'll be going out for 10 15 more years <laughs> so, <laughs> nice so yeah she's doing great um i've de like upon my own story definitely uh like to use that as some of my experience and yeah. the whole start of it so with it from that leading to helping my friends and their families and uh, my grandmother just as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, just as a teenager. Um, I never thought we'd make it this far. For sure, I always figured I'd be one of the guys in the traditional aspect, you know, having to help people, just hiding and whatnot. So, Bring, yeah. Carrying a backpack around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, um, always, always riding around on my bike when I was a teenager. I had a backpack, you know, helping out my friends, making sure that, they had the medicine they need and their shoot even some of their uh asthma and uh there was one other buddy that of mine that had epilepsy and they none, none of them liked to smoke yeah. none of them liked to smoke so they only wanted edibles and obviously back then it was not easy to find edibles no you're right yeah so it was mainly just flour everywhere and mm -hmm. i would i'd would make little trips and find some edibles from very prominent growers and manufacturers that knew what they were doing they knew what the dosages were. They were able to make full spectrums. Nice. So, yeah, definitely able to help my community as I was growing up. Nice. Yeah. So, and so how long have you been working with this company? This would be a year and a half. It'll be two years, April 1st, 2024. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So you've been there. You're getting some experience. In. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Working heck, my way up. <laughs> heck yeah, man. And then do, you ha do you happen to know like what the owners made them want to open up a shop in Las Cruces in particular? Because I know a lot of people chose like Albuquerque. You know what I mean? Well, I, I know... Uh, the owner, Jose, he was born and raised in Las Cruces. Okay. Yeah, he's a Las Cruces local. Uh, I know he does a lot of business in El Paso right now. Um, so if uh, I know it's more than likely his love for Las Cruces and the people. He, yeah. he definitely knows that uh, Las Cruces has a lot of homeless and it has a lot of people that are going through hard times financially, mentally, physically, uh, all that, emotionally. So we were really, we wanted to set up shop be able to let people know that we're here for them if they have questions if they're worried about anything that they come up to us we'll talk about it we'll research it we'll do whatever we have to to be able to get them 
the product they need and be comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, and then that was the main, that was the main reason for, for, uh, the owners and Mr. Jose to bring their, that business over here to Las Cruces. Cause they know, they know what Las Cruces is impacted by. And we definitely feel like there needs to be a change. Yeah. So it's more locally owned. Is, is oh yeah. Locally awesome. owned. Definitely. Yeah. We're not, we're, we're the one location, uh, for now. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, good to hear that. And so I've actually been to the, the, the spot a couple of times. That's where I met you initially when I dropping off that, you know, when I was dropping off the, the flyers for the industry sesh. Oh, yes. Sir. Um, and so it's an interesting shop. What was it before a cannabis dispensary? <laughs> <laughs> so I would say for about 30 to 40 years in between those numbers there, it was a, a German and Japanese auto shop. Okay. So yeah. it was the import yeah. shop. Okay. It was like the only one for miles. I know a lot of people from El Paso would come over yeah. and bring their BMWs and all your, all your foreign cars over yeah. there so they could get worked on. But yeah, before then, uh, that's all, that's all I know what it would be. It's a big old auto shop. Uh, our drive through is actually set up where you have to go through the middle garage and then go around the building. Yeah. That's so, what I saw. So the, the, with the, the bay itself isn't the drive-through it's on the other side correct yeah. okay so, okay so the bay itself we have a lot of local art in there That's cool. a lot of local artists uh we did support a lot of our local artists to come in just hey put some of your guys art on the walls that's rep for las cruces and all these las cruces artists so that's what that first bay is, is a bunch of art it's like a drive-by art gallery yeah yeah basically that's you cool. get to see a lot of the art and then you go around the building and then you'll see that window on the south side of the building cool nice and so you know if you guys don't know New Mexico, you know, we do allow drive-through um, cannabis sales. Not a lot of states actually do that. Um, so lucky us. And, you know, we're, we're really spoiled these days, to be honest. <laughs> like, I was thinking about that when we were talking. I was like, man, we really did have it a lot more rough back then. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how more available cannabis is. Like, even before, um, even before we were, you know, rec and medical days, mm -hmm. the access was, you know, very sparse. Even in, when I first got into the program in 2013, mm -hmm. so sparse. And now it's everywhere. Wow, so 2013 it's 10 years, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm an old geezer in this old industry, I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, we got to have those pioneers, man. Without yeah. pioneers like you, we wouldn't have days like today. Appreciate it, man. Yes, yeah, I appreciate sir. 100%. You know, there's a lot of people that came before me too, but yeah. Well, hats um, off to them too. Heck yeah, man. I appreciate it. So what brands do you guys carry in the store? Oh, man. And so, what's your favorite? Oh, well, so my favorite right now has to be the Phantom Extracts. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we definitely have them in there. They're diamonds, they're blueberry diamonds, and they're uh, strawberry guava sunset batter. Okay. Definitely, definitely carry those. Those are, have to be my top favorites right now. We also got Mesilla Valley Extracts. We got Sublime. We got Don Verde in there, Desert Peaks. I'm sure if, uh, if you all know a few of these producers, you're pretty familiar with them. But, uh, yeah, definitely those are the top four. Uh, we We'll jump here and there to get some other brands, try them. I know we had Arrow in there for a little bit. I think we actually still have Arrow in there. Um, let me see a Valley Extracts. We have a little bit of Bonanza left in there as well. Okay. Um, that's, uh, let's see. Oh, Yokan. We got all kinds of uh, battery accessories, ooze, Yokan. So definitely if anyone's trying to smoke some concentrate without having to use the whole rig and the yeah. torch and all that, we definitely got electric ways you could do it. And... Um, Definitely got a, was it 1010? We definitely okay. got 1010 in there as well. 1010's kind of, you know, get, I've been seeing it a lot more. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely starting to come up. And then hopefully, I want to say in a week or two, we will start carrying Dime okay. um, products in there. And uh, it's Dime Industries, I believe they're the hardware. Okay. And they're, uh, they're creating two gram disposables okay. that we'll be carrying. And they have uh, two ceramic heating plates pressed against each other for the heating element. Mm -hmm. And it keeps... It keeps your your smoke fresh all the way through. So even if you only got that little bit at the bottom, you'll be able to 
choke on it right there, that last few puff, and it shouldn't burn your 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 mouth. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. a lot of you, a lot of you don't know, when you're smoking a pen or something like that, usually towards the end of it, it starts to taste very harsh, yep. um, very gross. You know, it kind of doesn't have a great flavor. Um, it's pretty much all been gone, so that's that's good to hear. You know, yeah, that. it's definitely. So we'll have those in stock here soon, and uh, we'll be ready to go. They're uh they're actually made to you could put them upside down out of your 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 bong, mm -hmm. and you could smoke the these pens out of your bong. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, so, I've actually seen that. Yeah, like the attachments and stuff. Well, it's it's not even an attachment. It's it's just, it, it's just so like it's it, it's like the thickness of a uh I want to say like a regular vape. Okay. Has a real good big thick pen. A big old chamber for two grams. You gotta have a big chamber. Yeah, right? sure. And then yeah, you could literally upside down. You could hit your button, keep it on instead of your bowl. You know, take your bowl out and just put it on top of your down stem. Oh, and okay. then you can just hit it like that. It yeah. creates the seal and everything. Nice. It's, it's about a fourteen millimeter size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, interesting. It, yeah, it's. I think it's right at fourteen. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it fits perfect on mine, and that's what I yeah. run. I run a fourteen millimeter. Yeah, and that's like one of the most commons. You know, I don't really see eighteen as much. No, um, you know, that's even twelves. I haven't seen a twelve in a while. That's true. Yeah, uh, I kind of feel like fourteen is kind of been more standardized. Fourteen, days. Yeah. sixteen. I want to say. Yeah. 16, that is a true. Yeah, yeah I've, I've had a few of those that I broke and couldn't find. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the worst. Dude. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what size this is. And I do 3D printing stuff, calipers now. So I'm like, I know now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys have any new brands coming into the store? Or is it, so you know, the Dime, for sure, that one will be okay. coming in. Um, I don't believe there's going to be too many others coming in. As I said, we are going to be getting our grow going. Mm. So, soon, so as soon as we can, we're going to have qualified 420 at 505 products nice from yeah from our grow hitting the shelves cool yes sir that'd yes, be sir. great i'll be i'll be i'll be excited to see that oh dude we're I, we're all excited yeah we're, we're nice. all pumped i'm always uh, excited to see new flower coming out in the market and new flower yeah. new strains something yeah. different yeah 100 percent. yeah so uh, when i met you you know i was giving you like i said i was giving you the flyer and everything you know we were really getting into some, uh, some um advocacy stuff you know yes sir. i invited you over you came you spoke it was great um so are you trying to get more involved with that in the legislative side? I'm definitely just... trying to learn more about yeah. it. Um, I've never been a fan of too much politics. Uh, born and raised, yes, cruised all... hatch. Yeah, I was yeah. on the farms and the ranch. Uh -huh. And then after the farm and the ranch stuff went, I was on blue collar. Yeah. So never really was part of it. But now that it, that I, I've learned it affects us so sorely, Yeah. Uh, it, definitely, it definitely changed my mind on wanting to learn more about it. So... Uh, I totally understand if any of our viewers out there right now are listening to this and they agree that they just don't like dealing with politics. I'm the same way. I do not like dealing with them. But it is a huge, huge deal nowadays, uh, especially for the cannabis industry and your communities, schools, any of that. So hope you guys voted. It's the big deal nowadays, and we definitely got to learn more about it. If Even if uh, we, we're not liking it, we don't want to be a part of it, anything like that, we definitely need to be at least learning about it yeah learning about it putting our votes in making sure that our voices are heard yeah because um if you guys didn't know this past tuesday was election day the local elections and i think statewide there's only twenty thousand voters yeah. maybe that was the whole county um but you know that's not a lot of voters for a state with 2.2 million people um and even when we have a gubernatorial or a gubernatorial election or a governor election um the the numbers still aren't as much as it is with the presidential and even then on a national level it's less than half of the nation is really what's voting and it's very important because on a local level we could really change an election with a couple hundred votes and that's really what it came down to yeah. with the uh, the mayor race it came down to i think 
couple of hundred votes is really what it was. That's like two tight. or three hundred votes. It's a very tight That's race. A tight race. Um, some of them weren't as tight, but there was a couple that were really tight and went down to a couple hundred votes. And so that could be the deciding factor. And with that being a low turnout, just historically with local elections, just how they are, um, we could make a big difference by being the younger voters. Because even within the younger bracket, because how old are you? I am 20. I'll be 27 on Christmas. So within like the 18 to about 28 age range, the voting percentages are very, very low. Right. And even at my age at 36, I get a letter in the mail stating that I'm like 90% more likely to vote than other people because of my voting history or something like that. And I'm like, that's crazy. People should be voting more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> learn more about it. I know yeah. it's, it could be a pain. It could, it could drive some of us bonkers. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely it's important that we, we learn about it. At least yeah. learn about it. Learn who's running because these are the people making our decisions for us. And I don't know about y'all, but I, I don't like people making decisions for me. 100%. And, <laughs> uh, we are um, a nation of representation. And so these people represent you and they work for you. So they are the ones that should be able to listen to you on what we want. And this is what we're doing. We're telling our representatives what we want. And getting into politics sucks, don't get me wrong, but this is also the game we decided to play yep. by joining the cannabis industry because this is government-ran yep. um, program. So if this was a, something else, it'd be different. But um, it's the game we got to play. And if we don't play it, we lose. And we saw that this past year with that bill that failed. Um, that probably could have gave micro producers more plants, um, could have had way more changes for us that were positive, um, but it didn't pass because it didn't have the industry support. And now we have the chance to change that. So with people like you, you know, being like, holy shit, you know, I can, yeah. make, I can make a difference. Yeah, you can make a difference yeah. for sure. And like I said, y'all, like, I do not like politics. I am not that type of guy. I'm a middle of the ranch, hunting and fishing, living type of guy. I really don't, I really don't mess with politics. But yeah. after these past three to four years, Starting to learn more about it, see how much it affects us personally and your friends, your family, loved ones. It mm -hmm. affects us all. Yeah. And if we don't, if we don't start jumping the gun, getting up there, putting our votes in, learning who these people are, why they're running, what they're gonna do, the changes they want to make, we gotta make sure and put our, our voice out there. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, uh, that's a good message for you know the whole community and the whole cannabis industry in general here in the here in the state. Um, so I appreciate that. Speaking of, you know, what other is does 420 at 505 have any plans for the community stuff like anything so like that? there's there's definitely been uh uh donations that we've been doing for the cool. community pad this past two years uh halloween uh costumes for the kids mm -hmm. uh we've also we've also done other like food drives and and deals like that um, nice. even uh was it clothes we even donated clothes to the homeless and helped them out nice and um i mean occasionally there was uh, a time where i got to sit down with someone that happened to be walking around on Valley or something. And you could tell that they were down on their luck and they just weren't having a good day and the whole nine. So I, I got a moment to be able to talk to one of them and uh, I was able to give him a few bucks and he was willing to work. He, he was picking up trash. He was cleaning up and just sweeping and mopping and just doing whatever he possibly could. So I know there's still a lot of those out there who are willing to work, willing to put in the time. Yeah. So yeah, I was able to bless him with, a, with some money and, thank him for his hard work that he did. And so there's a few, there's a few times where I'm able to, you know, do a notion like that for somebody. Nice. Uh, but yeah, for the most part from port, that's more personal 420 at 505. We definitely do food drives. Uh, we'll definitely help out kids with Halloween costumes. Oh, that's uh, cool. However it goes, I, I know there's a big deal with when it comes to like, uh, kids and the cannabis industry and all this other stuff. Like there's a lot of do's and don'ts. So, yeah. uh, we, we keep it pretty separate. You know, we'll, 
take the donations from the customers as they come in. If they want to donate, then great. If not, then that's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, we're we're all in our own deal. Like we are either here or here or up here or down there. So yeah. we got to do what we can. And the ones that have that are more fortunate to have those extras and donate, we're thankful for them. The kids that get them are thankful for them. Even the people who get the food from the food drives, I know they're all very thankful. So, yeah, that's definitely something 420 at 505 does. We are looking to start doing even more for the community. We definitely want to do uh, community pickups okay. and, uh, like, be able to pick up trash, uh, definitely help uh, families in need, stuff like that. Yeah, and that's great, you know, because, you know, retail and, and just cannabis industry in general, we're not just here to get people stoned and high or exactly. medicated and as for a patient you know, we're here to help the community as well. And that's great to hear. And yeah, I, we're I part of the community. Yeah. We're part of the community just as uh, the gas station, yeah. you know, or, or the uh, the Sonic down the road. Yeah. You know, we're just as much as part of it as everybody else. And there is, there is no reason for that extra hand to be sent out, you know, yeah. for some help. Everyone yeah. deserves a second chance. Yeah, 100%. Well, I appreciate that. And speaking of a community, what other plans or events do you guys have planned? So that's a big one. All we, right. we have a huge event coming up this weekend. <laughs> I've been working it, working on it all year. Uh, big shout out to DGO Mag and Michelle down there up in Colorado for helping me get this together. The reason this is coming to fruition is because me and my brother Cisco, we went up to Farmington earlier this year and they had their first cannabis crawl from the DGO company. And it was huge. It was amazing. I saw so many people. There was lines in every dispensary that was participating. Uh, there was huge, huge awareness made for all the local mom and pop shops that were trying to generate mm -hmm. some business up yeah. there. So that was, it was beautiful. Uh, the whole main deal of the event is you start at Dreams Dispensary out here in Las Cruces, New Mexico at 10 p.m. tomorrow morning. That's Friday, November 10th. And you'll start at Dreams Dispensary. They will give you a goodie bag and a passport. On that passport, there's going to be all the qualifying dis uh, dispensaries and a map of where they are. You can go to each dispensary, get a sticker from that dispensary, and then once you have a completed passport, you're going to take that passport down to 420 at 505, hang out with me and my, my bud tenders and my staff, and we'll put you and your passport in into a raffle for $1,000 cash. So uh, the only way you get the raffle is if you complete all the dispensaries, make sure you're not with your... You're not required to purchase, but there's going to be deals, events. There's going to be like little market and vendors, food trucks, almost at every single dispensary. Oh, so there's cool. going to be deals at every dispensary that are going to be hard to pass up. Yeah. And so it's going to be like a, a whole new set of 420 deals. Yeah. Except yeah. for we're out here in the end of the year. We're going to kick it up. Yeah. So definitely, you'll definitely be tempted. Make sure and talk to your bud tenders at every dispensary. See what kind of deals they got going on. See what type of events they got going outside in their parking lot. Never know. We might just see Hot 103 out there. And then, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll get all those stickers. You'll come turn it into me, 420 at 505, and we'll put you in a raffle for 1000 cash at the end of it. Cool. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that you guys are doing that, you know, oh, something yeah. for the community. Um, and, you know, it's a little more complex than I thought it was at first. You know, I oh, thought yeah, it was yeah. going to be deals and you go around, but, you know, you have vendors, you have food trucks at every location. That actually kind of makes it a little more worth it. Yeah, and it's all up to the dispensary if they want to have vendors outside and food trucks and everything else, but we definitely highly recommend it because it's going to bring business to those food trucks and to those other local market vendors. Yeah. And me, I'm sure we got all friends and family trying to build a business, right? Yeah. So here it is. Let's yeah. give them a chance, give uh, locals to, you know, branch out, see see more of what the local community is trying to build. and. Mm -hmm. You know, we can make really make some dreams come true out here. 100%, man. I agree. 
So yeah, thank you for sharing that for me. And if you guys are free this weekend, you want to go tomorrow, you know, the starting part, start, starting place <laughs> is that Dreams tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. And that's on, uh, what is that? Uh, Cacho. Cacho next to Harbor Freight and the uh, the courthouse. So is it the... Oh, the old courthouse? Yeah, uh, the, uh, was it municipal? Yeah, I think it's municipal. Yeah, I think it's yeah. municipal courthouse. That's, yeah, uh, Cacho and... Me. Okay. Yeah. And we'll since you guys are the end point um, of this all, where can they find you in town and online? So online, we are on Weed Maps. Uh, definitely, if you just Google 420 at 505, you'll see us pop up. But we are definitely on Weed Maps. And uh, in Crucis, we are located on North Valley Drive, 505 North Valley Drive. We are right across the street from the Save Mart grocery store and uh, the Auto Collision Center. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And, definitely uh then that's where you'll drop off we'll be able to we'll have plenty of vendors there food trucks we'll have barbecue the whole nine so check out the local vendors that we got going on check out the deals have a great time get your buddies and your friends family whoever's cannabis friendly and let them know about the crawl uh and let them know about the thousand dollars that you could win at the very end you know if you can't win if you don't if you don't complete it awesome Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you for being on the show with me and sharing, you know, 420 and 505, man. Well, Chad, uh, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. And thank you for your service once again, man. Appreciate you. Yes, well, sir. I can't, you know, well, I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation with you. Hell yeah. Heck yeah, man. So we're going to move on with the conversation in the podcast. Everybody got a couple more topics to talk about. Um, that was a great conversation that we had right there. And there were some good points that we made in there too. Um, so I really want to congratulate Ohio. Um, they became the 24th state to legalize cannabis Woo! in the United States. So Bravo to y'all. It's been a hard fight for them. I've actually been watching them for the past almost three years that they've been trying to do this. It's been failing and failing. And I have friends that live over there and they're like, oh, what the hell? And yeah. then you know, finally they got a good bill. Uh, 21 and over to consume, just like you know, every other state. Yeah. Um, home growers are allowed. And it's pretty much exactly like ours. You know, six mature, no more than 12 per household. Right, okay. um, however, I didn't see anything on the news thing. I didn't look at the bill. I'm not going to go through the bill. Uh, <laughs> I go through my bill enough. I don't need yeah, yeah, bills in my head. We've got a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of pages to read nowadays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to remember my bill and not other people's bill. Um, so <laughs> from there, I didn't seem like they mentioned anything of an immature plant count like we have here. Um, so that could maybe not be a thing. Who knows? Maybe they don't care about the immature plants because, I mean, what are you going to get? Yeah, from they're plants? just immature. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no flower out of them. So, yeah, and that's for household. Their tax is going to be 10%. I don't know if that's 10% across the board with the municipals, uh, meaning city and county. Um, here in New Mexico, we're at a 12%. However, the city and county are allowed at 8%. You know, together, of course, they take four each, and that equals up to 20%. Yep. Um, and so that's how we get our 20%. However, I'm not too sure about theirs. So I'm sure in the coming months, we're going to figure out if this is a 10% with the city and the county in there, and then state gets the five um, or, you know, whatever. Um, or this is going to be 10 plus that too. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what that is. Like I said, I'm not going to read their bill, right. but congratulations to them. Um, hard fighting. Now we're almost halfway there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're almost there. Yeah. The, yeah. the last time I actually drove through Ohio about three or four years ago, I was on a plumbing contract out there and yeah, dude, I, I was hurting. Yeah. I was hurting. I, I was looking for buddies and I was like, Hey, uh, I, I need some cannabis, man. Anyway, yeah. They're like, Oh, we're still fighting bills and we're still doing all that. So yeah, going through Ohio about four years ago, it was a rough time. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Yeah, I can see that. And I, they were telling, a couple of friends were telling me, you know, the punishments and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It is. And... You're scared to even look for it. Yeah. Four years ago. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, congratulations, Ohio. And I just wanted to, you know, pause and, you know, congratulate them on that because it's a long, hard fight. You know? Yeah. And we it, know how that is here. Yeah. We're, and it's, 
you like it's what 24th right 24th yeah state? 24th state yeah let's keep it going yeah let's keep, keep it, going. it going maybe the federal government would change something and that just will number keep going up quicker exactly uh, we'll see. <laughs> times are changing and things are changing so but anyway we'll keep on with the conversation um we're going to talk about cannabis and heart attacks and this is what i had talked about earlier um and i really wanted to bring this up because there's a lot of people that have been posting this now actually before i showed up there's a couple of cannabis pages that i follow on instagram that were posting about these articles and i really wanted to clarify and also talk about it and also be fair with it, you know, because we are still studying cannabis. Um, I'm a cannabis lover myself. I don't want things like this to be true or anything like that. You know, like when I read these, I look for something to pick it apart to see, okay, this is what that means. This is what this means. Oh, it's not for sure. And that's kind of what I found out with this. Um, so what they did is they checked people from, looks like from 2007 to 2018, they went through medical records. Um, and it was from people from 18 to 34, um, and they kind of went through there and they kind of looked at heart issues, other issues. I, they, in one of the studies, cause this was two, one, what I saw, they looked at people 50 and over and the one that I saw with this was 18 to 34. So I think oh. there was two different studies going on yeah. almost at the same time. I'm sure there's, there's studies going on all the time. Let's be honest. Um, and so the two that I saw, which was interesting, one was 50, one was 18 to 34. And they did say that there was an increase of. Uh, heart risks when it comes to using cannabis, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20% in certain people, um, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, as you get older, your, your risk for heart issues does increase. Now they did say, and they have been saying this for a long time, that um, people who don't use cannabis before their brain matures do run into issues of psychosis and other issues um, maturing. So they recommend that you wait until your brain fully matures to use cannabis, which yeah. is around the age of 23 to 25. Yeah. Um, and so that is something I wanted to throw in there, caveat, that is part of science. Um, kids shouldn't be using cannabis unless they need it medically, like you know, someone like yourself who's you know, suffering of epilepsy. Yeah. Um, that's something totally different. But if you're just wanting to get high, you shouldn't be drinking, you shouldn't be smoking weed, you shouldn't be smoking tobacco. Um, I know kids still do it and they get their hands on it, but they shouldn't be doing it in the first place and it shouldn't be promoted. Yeah, there's a 21 um, age. For a reason. Limit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 21 for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and this study was looking at people as young as 18, yeah. you know, and so that's that's well under the threshold of the, you know, 24 to 25, Yo. you know, and even at 36 now sitting here, I've only been, you know, pretty much at the mature brain age for, you know, about a decade, you know, Yo. less than a decade. So it's like, wow, you know, someone may have to wait that long if they don't want to run into these issues. Now, I really want to get into the dirty, dirty with this. There is a lot of caveats that they did say, you know, that. Um, more studies do need to be made on this, yep. um, that we do need to be careful because we don't know enough about cannabis. Fair enough. You know, we still are studying it. Like we were just talking about earlier, you know, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, if you told me what CBN was, I would have told you to fuck off. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, so, you know, we're still learning things about the cannabis plant, how it's being produced, you know, the methods that we use to produce it. Um, you know, these things also may take into account, you know, nowhere in this study did I see that the samples, um, or the cannabis that these people have used had been sampled and taken in. You know, they could have been using bad cannabis, something with Eagle 20. Yeah. You know, oh, something yeah. sprayed with that, that's terrible for you. Yeah. Um, you know, other pesticides used in it. There could have been mold and mildew that could have added to something else, you know. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about we have to look out on how the plant was grown. So that's one thing that I, I'm really skeptical when it comes to studies like this because, okay, yeah, you're blaming the plant, but we're not looking at something that is as standardized as Coca-Cola. Right. You know, like cannabis is so everywhere right now that we can't just say, okay, we're going to study Coca-Cola because, well, everywhere you go, Coca-Cola is pretty much the same. Yeah, you know, same like the, ingredients. Yeah, and, and people claim and swear that Mexican Coca-Cola <laughs> is the best or whatever. You, have, you know, your, your opinion on that. 
whatever it is. But what I'm trying to say is that it's not standardized enough for us to sit there and say all cannabis is going to do this to you because right. not all cannabis is grown the same. Not all cannabis is processed the same. Right. So that's one thing that I'm curious to see what these studies are going to do in the future is they're going to dig in deeper to, okay, what kind of cannabis were you smoking? Was it Reggie from Mexico that has, yeah, came like in a, a break? Yeah, came in a break and you get a pleasant <laughs> surprise sometime? Or was this grown indoors, very clean environment, and it was, you know, processed and, you know, grown with love? Right. Well, you know, organics. Yeah, organics. Or, 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 organics. It's a big deal. I do believe, uh, especially I have a, a lot of friends in Hatch and yeah. they, they got their own little plot there in their backyard. Yeah farmed up and plowed up to do their own sets of chili yeah and they're doing that because they want to do it completely fully organic they don't want none of the pesticides they want to do nothing uh, on it they want to have that premium chili yeah and i mean world chili capital of the world you know yeah so, yeah i mean so we got residents and hats that are just going to make their own without having to do the big bulk that yeah. goes all over so yeah yeah definitely it's a lot similar to that once a lot of people get this cannabis out they want to know if it's organic how it was made who grew it, what it was grown with, the whole nine yards, because yeah. that's going to depiculate if 100%. you got a good bud or not. Yeah, because it looks from this that you know they looked at over 800,000 people's records. They yeah. weren't studying 800,000 people you know, throughout time. So that's why when I look at this study, they're just looking at the data and numbers. They tested positive for THC. And yeah, and, and some then, of these people had you know what they're calling cannabis use disorder, yeah. um, CUD, um, and they're saying that that's increasing with you know cannabis becoming more available. Now, what we're seeing also is alcohol being decreasing in use as well on top of that. Actually, Gen um, Z, um, I'm saying that right? Gen Z. I think I'm a millennial. <laughs> I mean, everyone has, yeah, yeah, I'm a millennial yeah, too. Yeah, I think I'm a millennial. Um, but Gen Z, <laughs> we're, we're technically Gen Y. But uh, Gen, yeah, it was, yeah. But uh, Gen Z, they are actually drinking significantly less than even our, our generation. You know, our generation was already drinking significantly less oh, than the yeah. generation before. So now we're seeing a trend of less drinking and more cannabis use. So now... We're going to be relying more on science to kick in and not just the numbers because you can be very misled when if you look at just numbers nasa doesn't even rely on just numbers yes they use the math and everything to use their calculations but then they build it they test it they test it again it fails they look at the numbers oh crap our numbers were wrong right and so they go back and they test it they don't just look at the numbers and say oh this is this is the, yeah this is going to work like this build it like that and shoot it up there mm -hmm. um they have to test it they do uh, small scale testing they do uh, larger scale testing and then they finally go up to the big one yep. and then they do the test there. So now, it's not like SpaceX where they have, you know, unlimited yeah, so money where they can just shoot whatever up in the air. <laughs> Didn't work this time. What happened? Well, this and this. Okay, <laughs> shoot another one next week. You know, like you know, they don't have that much money, but even they don't rely on putting people in that cockpit unless they're for sure. Yep. You know, the, the, even SpaceX, they don't rely on just numbers and that they have to test things. And so that's what I'm getting at with this. We can't just rely on just this numbers and these data to come out with this uh, conclusion. And that's even what the people who did the study said. You yeah. know, we need to test it more and we need more time and we need more studying on cannabis. And so take this with a grain of salt. Um, however, be weary at the same time. We are still learning things about the plant that we love so much and that has saved many people's lives. Um, so again, you know, take everything in here almost with a grain of salt just for the fact that the way that the study was conducted and the other caveats that I put in there. We don't know what kind of cannabis these people are using. And this was from 2007. No state in the nation had legal cannabis in 2007. Yeah. You know, that's when they started this data. So there was still Reggie running around. I remember coming back from, and moving back from Hawaii in 2012-ish. Yeah, 2012. And we were still picking up Reggie sometimes. Well, Reggie you know, I mean, if you couldn't find anything. Reggie and swag was the Yeah, yeah, the big it's thing all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So 
So this is, you know, alarming on a, on a large scale. I've been sent this, actually this article a couple times, you know, people are like, oh my God, look at this. But you know, when you look at things at a bigger picture and you step back and you just, I want to say disregard the numbers, but you use the numbers as a part of a tool in your toolbox that helps. But yeah. then we have to look at the other key factors too. And I think that's one thing that the people in the study, even at the end of it, were trying to say, you know, right. that yeah, this is alarming. These numbers are saying this, but it doesn't conclude um, if cannabis really does do this in the end. Right. Um, like we're skeptical and we kind of feel it might uh, because they do say that smoking anything does raise your risk. You, know, oh, yeah. you shouldn't be smoking anything, let's be honest. Um, but um, this is really isn't concrete. So, I mean, how do you, how do kind of you feel about, you know? I mean, definitely something to be, you know, on the, on the nose for, keep out, keep an eye out. But uh, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with what you're saying is that that study kind of just, it kind of seems like they just took the data from people who were tested positive for THC and you know, that's most of the country. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, a thousand people. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, if, if that's their, if that's their control right there, then I, I definitely think they would need a better control yeah. for that, uh, for that study. Yeah. Just because, you know, you don't, you don't, we, that, I don't think that data would have told if they had this in their system or that in their system yeah. or, or this is what they do for a living. Even like, I mean, if you're a, like a high energy, like a high energy job where you're climbing, 300 400 foot towers every day on cell towers or antenna towers whatever you're yeah. doing that's a that's a lot in an uh, environment you yeah know, where you the live. Big, you're, and they, they did say in this the study that they did account for other things other drug uses alcohol and tobacco and certain parts of it um i didn't see anything about environmental stuff yeah. uh, where they live like if you live in la um, oh, yeah. you have a higher chance of having issues due to the fact of um, pollution yep you know there's a, the air is crappy there let's be honest um you know our air isn't great in new mexico but it's significantly better um you know we can at least breathe and we can see the, the sky and it's not well, easy we only have the one metro area huh yeah yeah, yeah. el paso you know or, yeah right there yeah, yeah it's really right all we got right yeah. there and you know and the study is actually about the size of el paso is the, the the control that they used oh okay um so that's to kind of give you guys an idea of how big of a control that is it's about the size of el paso um is the people that they use for the study and it's quite a few people but at the same time you know there's a few things that we have to keep in mind about this study. So what I kind of feel this is, is it's a starting point for the scientists. So like, oh, we have this data here. This is interesting. Yeah. You know, we're seeing these patterns and these um, trends. So let's look into it more. Right. Scientists don't care about your feelings. So yeah. when these come <laughs> out, um, they seem very harsh. And I understand that. And very smart people have very bad social skills. And I understand that. So when you see something like this, it looks very, very negative. But you have to look at it from a scientific point of view so you don't get overworked and you know you, you go and start writing things on the internet that are just you know yeah, very like misleading. definitely go into any of that research with an open mind yes a, um, i love scientists and i yeah. love the way they think for that reason the quote question everything yeah every day yeah every day of your life question yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh this study was conducted by american heart association oh, um yeah. i wanted to give everybody that caveat yeah. too so it wasn't like you know pfizer or anybody <laughs> like that or they could be connected to them if you guys want to dig in deeper please dig in deeper <laughs> um you know i just wanted to g give a full disclosure that american heart association was the one who was conducting this uh research so just give you guys full disclosure that you know real doctors and everything were on this one so that's really all i had for this one do you have anything before we move on on it uh, i'm good all right, cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'll probably keep more eye on this. You know, we're going to find out more in the coming years and the months about something like this. But I'm more curious to see the real data um, when it comes to. You oh, know, yeah. Um, Definitely a more accurate data. For yes, sure. 100%. Yeah. But the, this is a starting point. Oh, yeah. You know, well, I mean, at least point. there is uh, studies already being started. Yes. Because that's like you were saying earlier, we need more research into all this, this whole industry. Yeah. Growing, manufacturing, producing, uh, 
retail, all of it, yeah. all of it. It's such a fresh, brand new industry. Yeah. So yeah, it does just like industrial. Yeah. You know, it's started something new. Yeah. Let's let's dive into it. Let's yeah. research. Let's let's get it done. Yeah, because we're only finding you know out the issues that you know um, vaping tobacco has really caused now. You know, about a decade into it. Correct. So you know, it takes about a decade for us to get and collect data to figure out really what happens. So now. We're about 10 years in with uh, the legal industry. We're finding more things out, you know, what it does cause, what it doesn't cause. It doesn't cause more issues on the road. That's good. Um, that's what we're finding out. Uh, there could be more studies coming out that say otherwise, but, you know, that's not here nor there yet. So, right. But anyway, um, we'll move on from this. Um, like I said, I'll keep everybody, you know, updated what goes on with this as time goes, you know, once we get more data. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So last um, topic of the day, Canada is heading into its second bubble. And I say that because a lot of the greenhouses are actually either being abandoned or they're being sold and not being used or they're being repurposed. Like one company is actually starting to grow cucumbers. Um, and I think I saw another one a few months back was starting to grow a certain flower um, because the cannabis industry there just wasn't profitable enough. And there's a few reasons why. Um, Canada, they didn't limit how many plants you can grow. And I think they have a certain license. I mean, their, their whole industry is on a na nationwide kind of thing. And the way that oh, they okay. did it, yeah, it's on a nationwide. The whole country, it's legal there but they can't export cannabis to the United States or any other country. Right. So that's the one issue they're running into. They have all this cannabis, but nowhere to go. And so if they're able to export it, they'll probably have a better, better time because let's be honest, they don't, if they weren't able to export their maple syrup, I don't know how well the industry would go. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a big one right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. So, you know, if you think of it like their maple syrup, you know, if they can't take that to the United States or any other country, really, or even Mexico or, you know, Europe, um, they're really limiting themselves on how much money they can make. And that's what's happening here. And so once we start seeing more nations go legal, like the United States, there are, you know, our neighbor to the north has it legal. If we go legal, that opens it up for inter, not just interstate commerce, but international yeah, commerce. International. And so that will be a huge game changer, not just for America, but for Canada. So that's actually going to be another crazy factor that we have to put into account is once we go legal, that's going to open up. And this surplus that they have right now might change again. So the people that are going from cannabis to cucumber might go back to cannabis if the demand goes back up. Because right now, due to that, their demand is too high because they don't have a limit on square footage on how much you can grow. Oh, Unlike wow. in New Mexico, we have right. a plant count, which to be honest, I think the 20,000 is too high. Um, it needs to be a little lower because 20,000 plants is a lot of plants. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know that if you harvest 20,000 plants and want, they at least, you know, one pound each, that's 20,000 pounds of, you know, uh, cannabis, which most outdoor plants do reach to hopefully if you're doing it right, um, more than a pound each. And so that's a lot of, a lot of cannabis, yeah. you know, and if you do have too much cannabis and nowhere to go, you run into this issue and they're starting to see more places closed down. Um, one thing I will say though, is their customer base is different than our customer base here in the United States. Um, their customer base, their flower industry is starting to go down. So the, really? yeah, the demand for flour over there is going down. The demand for pre-rolls is going up. And so their whole mindset and use is, is changing. So we're getting a different generation of cannabis users, not only in the United States, but all over the world. And they'd rather just have the, the pre-roll yeah, pre yeah. and, and go. Again. Yeah, and go. And you know, it's, it's legal nationwide there. So, you know, it's a different mindset than us here. Yeah. It's like, oh, flour, this and that. And, I, you know. Sorry, no, no, go ahead. I, no, did, no. I did hear, uh, uh, maybe you could correct me on this if it's wrong, but I did hear that they only sell uh, 10 milligram bags of gummies instead of having uh, 
like 100 milligrams in one bag. I heard that they only allow 10, like 10 milligrams per person. Really? Per cell. Interesting. Yeah. So like you'd have to go back in 10 times and get that same gummy. Yeah. Just to have 100 milligrams. Yeah. So like if they're selling, I don't know if you're selling one, one gummy at 10 milligrams or uh, 10 gummies that have one milligram in them and you're paying 10, 15 bucks for that bag and you have to go. 10 times, 10 different times. So you have a hundred milligrams. You're spending over a hundred dollars. That's crazy. Just, yeah. just for a hundred milligrams Yeah. And down here. There's bags of a hundred milligram gummies going 20, $25. Holy crap. Yeah. So I, I definitely heard that, that Canada has a different, uh, dosage limit when it comes to their edibles. Mm -hmm. So like they're the people out there, they're not getting a hundred milligrams right away. They get to sit on 10. Yeah, and like that's that's crazy because not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're a new user, I could see using ten milligrams. But if you're a patient or someone who's been using cannabis for a very long time, I mean, you're gonna laugh at a ten milligram. Yeah, ten. You know? That's that's breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sitting now with more than ten milligrams. You know, yeah. like in the system, just sitting with a nanogram in my blood. There's more than ten. <laughs> yeah, there's more than that in there. <laughs> this is just uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right. This is nothing. So, yeah, you know, and I can see that. That's interesting. I'll have to look that up to see, you know, what their limits are in edibles because I never thought of that. Yeah, no, you know? a, it was actually a, another friend of mine in the industry mm -hmm. that was telling me about that. He said uh, he was up in Canada for a little bit and they they just don't have great edible choices. Like their, their, their edibles themselves, like the candies, the chocolates, they're all great. They all taste great. They're made with really good ingredients. But if you're looking for that THC, you're only going to get one milligram yeah or and to be honest one of their issues is that their demand for high thc over there is so crazy that anything under 25 percent is getting no love oh wow. um so i guess they're worse than us when it comes to their knowledge on terpenes and other spectrums of the cannabis plant um so that's kind of just a customer base and that's actually where oh yeah so gino just looked it up and it is um it's a maximum of 10 milligrams per package wow. holy shit yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know. I hope that's would, a five dollar bag. You know, like, you would have to. You and then like you're not allowed to purchase more than your ten milligrams. So you have to buy your ten milligrams. Go back out to your car. If they let you come back in, then you get to go back in and then do the whole transaction over again. But other than that, if you can't do that at the at that one shop, you're going to multiple shops. Getting the ten milligram bag for five, ten bucks, fifteen bucks, whatever it is. I feel like that meme right now, where that math is just flying oh. out of my head. Yeah, just everywhere. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Dot the i across the t, times it by pi, and then what's the square root? Yeah, it just like still doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is crazy. So Gina has some some stuff pulled up right now. Thank you for that, by the way. And it looks like in a bag of four, you can have two point five milligrams for the per piece at four pieces each and that would equal your, your 10, 10 milligrams. milligrams that's oh my god that's a little ridiculous or you can add two five milligram pieces or one milligram piece so it's 10 milligrams per package that yeah. is that's ridiculous because down here it's 10 milligrams per gummy yeah to, per gummy yeah, you per can gummy have, you yeah have 10 milligrams per piece and then you can have lower because um i know at sandia or olio they're coming out with these skittles yeah and they're like 2.5 milligrams each i think or oh, one point that's perfect for yeah. a low dose oh dude it's great i had a bag and i was sitting there i was like this is great i'm like five six you know yeah, you're, you're not gonna, gonna overdo it yeah you know it's <laughs> great i have a little handful <laughs> yeah an hour and a half later you're not like oh i gotta go home man yeah it's like oh no <laughs> 820 milligrams <laughs> yeah and i was wondering when a product like that would come online because you know there is a need for people to want to indulge and enjoy edibles without yeah. being able to just eat one 250 milligram cookie 
and be like, whoa, and then you're locked. You're, yeah. yeah, you're done. Yeah, because my mom's done that many times. I'm like, please eat one cookie. And she's like, but they were so good. And she's sitting there like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that could be another thing that, you know, they're running into, yeah. you know, maybe edibles are taking over a little bit more. And, you know, it's interesting to see the trends that happen in Canada and the United States, because we have two different models. Yeah. Ours is federally illegal. The states decide. Theirs is totally legal. You know, and it's ran by pretty much the federal government, um, and it's sanctioned by you know their. I think they call. I don't think they call them states. I think they're called um, provinces. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think they yeah. call them provinces. I think Mexico, you're right. they're states. Um, I, I hate it when you know places change it because in Iraq it was provinces too. Oh. Um, and so, uh, it's it, and then the provinces have their own thing. I haven't really looked dive dove deep into you know how it's regulated fully. You know, I really focus on the United States and, you know, on New Mexico. Yeah, um, yeah. General, because, yeah, yeah, where I, I make my own money. But this right here, I'm bringing up because if you look at this, it'll give us an outlook of what is to come for us in the future once we go federally legal and what we can expect once we're more of a mature industry on the federal level side. Yeah. You know, we're going through our first bubble as a state industry. Um, right now, you know, the, the whole bu bubble burst, you know, the, it's, we're oversaturated, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, Everyone sir. knows that. Um, but that's part of the bubble. We're going to see our second one once Texas goes legal. Oh, yeah. Then we'll see our third one, or it could be mixed in with our second once we go federally legal, mm -hmm. which both could happen at the same time with federally legalization in Texas going online. Mm -hmm. We're going to see another bubble happen here in New Mexico. Now, if you look at this here in Canada, what's going on, we're going to see trends start to dictate our industries too. So the trend that we're seeing in Canada is flour going down, pre-rolls going up. And so that could also dictate less production of flour on top of that because people are buying less flour with pre-rolls. Usually they buy one to two at a time, mm -hmm. which is about one to two grams. Um, about average, um, I think here in the state, it's like 2.5 grams or almost an eighth is our average. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Yeah, about an eighth is the average. And so you drop down about a gram. Well, on a large scale, that adds up. Yes. Yeah. And so we're seeing about 18% lower at its peak than what it was at a time. And so that kind of mimics that there too. So you know, you're looking at the numbers and you have to look on the outside of everything else going on too. And that kind of correlates with this. And so also, um, they some of these places that shut down, I just, I just saw this right now. I was like, oh, crap. So they one place was at 76 million square feet of canopy growth and so that is one testament of why they oh had too much cannabis yeah so there there is a limit of how much you should be growing yeah and that is too much because if they were having international commerce that may have been okay that would have worked out yeah I mean, you know that's, that's a maple syrup imagine <laughs> filled though yeah right? oh my god and that's lost in it and that's a greenhouse <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's a greenhouse that's not outdoors so that's it seems that building. outdoor isn't being shut down as much as the greenhouses are in indoor. So for some reason, we're having that weird. And what it is, is you have higher quality indoor. Oh, yeah. Usually a lot of the times, and I'm sure in Canada, their growing season is different. And only actually outdoor-wise, you can only grow in a very small portion of that country. I think 70% of that country is unable to grow. It's too rocky. It's literally oh. just full of rock. So, and actually, I think 70 to 80% of Canadians live below the American borderline, meaning... You know, Canada dips down on the East Coast. Right. Most of the Canadians live in that dip right there. Just how about 70% of Americans live on the East Coast. Oh, okay. um, you know, The West sense. Coast is very more sparse. And so in Canada, due to the fact that they can only grow in that area where most of the can Canadians are, that's where most of the, can uh, the cannabis is being grown outdoors. They have a very short growing season. Yeah. They're not blessed like us where we have all of this growing area and, you know, that we have in the nation. So I'm sure there's certain areas of Canada 
that can grow crops and everything, but majority of them are done in one part of the nation because the rest of the part of the nation just is unable to grow. Right. Yeah, you know? it's not nutrient enough. It's yeah, it's too rocky. rocky. You know, like maybe mineral. trees will grow and stuff, but it's not good for, you know, agriculture. Yeah. You know, like you'll maybe have trees and stuff and brush and those kind of greenery. That's natural. Yeah. But as for Lost farming, on the rock yeah, yeah. As, as for farming, it's just not obtainable. Yeah, you know, you just can't do it. So that's one reason why that is happening too, because of the way their country's set up. You know, and I mean, when you have like 70, 80% of your country living on one side of the country, you know, it's pretty lopsided. Yeah. You know, even for us, and it's theirs is more condensed, ours is a little more spread out. Um, but we have more farmland. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely. more obtainable farmland. Now they kick our ass in maple and hockey, but, you know, they have our hands <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maple syrup and hockey, they kick our ass in. But, you know, as for, you know, the farming outdoors, that's where we have an upper hand. And now they obviously have more room for the huge, massive greenhouses that we're seeing like on here. Yeah, that's a big greenhouse. Yeah. Like, you know, I actually just got to see a, a 9,000 plant. Uh, I got a tour of a 9,000 plant count uh, this morning. Yeah. And I, I couldn't believe it. I've seen, I've seen maybe the biggest girl I've ever seen was probably about a thousand. Wow. Yeah, probably about a thousand. I haven't been able to take too many tours. Yeah. The retail has been taking my life over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, getting to see the that uh, farm today, uh, this morning actually, it was impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. And just to see the amount or the yield that 9,000 plants would give, I couldn't imagine having a building that big and... Millions of yeah, square feet. Millions of square feet. That's for insane. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> what kind of? Did you estimate a number? Like, I, I didn't even think to estimate like, on how many plants, plants would be in there. Be but that's a lot. You know how much staff you would have for the trimming season and all that. All yeah, and gosh. you know that all that adds up. And so, if, like, like if you don't have the demand like this, you know, yeah. and it the demand was here, but then it starts to go here. You know, like all industries do after a while. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you're gonna run into this. So they're going in with their another bubble. I think this is their second or third bubble that they're going through because, of course, they had the first one when oversaturation kicked in and then the market stabilized. And now the demand changed. So now the market is going into another unstabilized bubble. market bubble. And now it's going to stabilize again once they figure that out. Now, if we go federally legal here in the nation and we start international commerce, that could help them out. And it could help us out, too. Do you know the big difference between Canadian flour and, and our flour? like Price-wise? Well, I mean... Mainly in the cannabinoids and the and quality. All. So a lot of people used to, you know, oh, you know, BC bud this, BC yeah, bud I've that. Yeah, I've always heard about British Columbia bud. Yeah, you know, yeah. Always, always, always. Yeah, you know, but to be honest, these days it's kind of fallen off. And, you know, looking at this, you know, that there's saying that there's a lot of mids, mm -hmm. you know, in this you know study here. They're saying there's a lot of low quality cannabis um, on the market, too. And so that's another reason why they're having these issues because these places that have these big grows, mm -hmm. they're producing low quality, right? You know, mid, mid to low quality cannabis. And that's not great on a large scale and it's not great long term. There is a market for that, but obviously it's not the winning market. Yeah. It's not going to be, you're not going to be hitting all those points. It's sustainable. That yeah. Yeah. So it's not sustainable. And so that's what they're running into with this. And um, the, the, to me, it just seems like there's a lot of key factors that are going on that are leading to this. And the one huge one that I could say off the top of my head is other nations not having legal cannabis, you know, and we're going to run into that issue that too. International trade and yes. all that. Like so if we're not able to have international commerce with North America, you know, Canada, you know, U.S. and Mexico, mm -hmm. we're going to run into issues. Like here in the borderland, once Texas goes legal, we lose a huge portion of our, you know, customer base 
And now there are some Mexicans that do come and, you know, buy cannabis in Southern Park and, you know, areas like that. But, you know, we're going to be relying solely on them and it's not to as be able many. To get it, yeah. Yeah. And so if we have international commerce on that sense, it'll make it easier because our cannabis is going to be higher grade for a while while they're getting set up and getting their getting quality their up. Because if you asked me if we had good cannabis last year in New Mexico, I would laugh. But this year, total different story. Oh, it's been great. It's been it's great. It's been great. Total this different year. story. Even the oh. concentrate. I've oh, been my God. To find the concentrate game is crazy. Yo, the, the, the <laughs> rosins that I've been finding lately. Yeah. Oh, my God. Clean, concise, yes. clear, beautiful high. Yeah. Comfortable. Terpy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice yeah. and terpy. I, um, what, how do you feel about shatter, man? Because I totally found some shatter that was being made, and I fell in love with it immediately. I will love any extract as long as it's done right and clean. Yes, sir. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll try it, and as long as it's good and clean, heck yeah. Yeah, the you know? shatter, I know it's uh, it's mainly BHO made, and yeah. it's definitely uh, it's definitely one to be worried about, and that's why I, I believe we didn't see it on the market for so long. And yeah. I just started finding some more again on the market, and I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly, fairly impressed with this batches of shatter that they're coming out with. I believe they're purging it in a very more concise way that they're having to like, there's only one way to, that they'd be able to get it that clean. It's they're going to have to take a certain uh, product loss yeah. to be able to purge it that, that much. Yeah. So I, that's what I'm thinking. They're starting to purge it a little heavier on their shatter, charging more that way they could start making shatters again. And I, I'm, I was impressed that right. shatter that I tried. I, I have to figure out what producer it was. But uh, if you're out there and you're watching this and you know who exactly I'm talking about, DM me because I got to figure out who that was. That was some of the best shatter I've tried in at least three to four years. Yeah. And, and I mean, when it first went recreational last year, all the shatter that I tried was, like you said, it just, it was too dirty. There's yeah. too much VHO in it. It just too much hurt chest, hurt your throat. Yeah. All that. Yeah. That's, that's not what we're looking for. Yeah, and in the end, you know, may the best one survive. And I hope that's, you know, able to be the case here because when we were medical, we were very limited on, you know, who we had here and our quality was crap, yep. you know. And then I told the state that we needed to open licenses before we went rec so that way we can get our quality up, we can get our plant count up, we can get more cannabis and be available for people at the beginning. Because at the beginning, there was no cannabis. Nope. Yeah, there was nothing. Nope. Yeah, there was like nothing out there. <laughs> uh, slur cane for days. <laughs> yeah, Slurkane and what was the um, was it the fritter? Yeah, the, no, there was like the, the only two you could find. Yeah, everywhere yeah. it was everywhere. I got the Slurkane. I'm like, oh my god. Again? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, great. Thanks. I'll take water. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. And anyway, guys, that was really what I want to talk about the cannabis bubble thing. This is a great conversation we're having too, man. Um, but one more thing before we go, I got a couple of bonus information for everybody. Some events going on in the state. I know two I mentioned last week, but we have the CCD uh, Invest in New Mexico going on the 16th of November. That's free. I did the sign up last week on the link. Gino, if you could put the link again this week, that would be dope. Um, you could sign up there. It's for free. Um, the state's putting it on. It's great if you're a cannabis business owner. I'll probably be trying to watch that as well. Um, and then the next one is going to be the NM Growers Cup November 18th in Sunland Park. Um, that one's all over the internet. If you guys will follow me, I'll probably be sharing a little bit more. Um, next after that is going to be, well, actually, yeah, a couple of days after that is going to be the New Mexico industry, uh, the second industry sesh town hall, and that's going to be in Sunland Park. So this is going to be the first one that's going to be in Sunland Park. We're taking this all over different states. Albuquerque will be December 8th, I believe. I'm going to get that confirmation and everything um, for the Albuquerque one once we get a little bit closer to that date. Um, that's going to be in Albuquerque, so that way the industry has – um, a fair say around the state, nice. not just Las Cruces. And, and what's more, what's tell me more about the industry sesh uh, 
deal? Like, was it just for industry to come in, get together, talk about? Yeah, what's it's going just on? for the industry to people who are in the industry. It doesn't even have to be um, like you, you have to have a license. If you're ancillary, like you do photos and okay. stuff like that, it's your chance to come in and tell the legislators really what's working, what's not working. You know, we're going to write it, compile it. Um, send it to them and hopefully maybe even try to get a bill or something. Definitely. You know? so, so it's a, it's a good start to get, get your word. An up. industry made bill essentially yeah. is what we're really working for in the end is try to get all this information. So that way we can say, this is what the industry wants. Yeah. You know, this is what they told us. Um, and so if we have that in a bill, more than likely they can go with that bill versus just trying to figure out what we want, you know, and, it's guessing, better playing a guessing game. Yeah, yeah, and so many people hate politics that it's really hard when it comes time for legislation that we get participation. You know, and so many people in the cannabis industry hate the government, don't trust the government, et cetera, et cetera. Wonder but why. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wonder why. But at the same time, we're in a government industry, so it's like yeah, now we, we, the game. Now we don't have a choice. Yeah, we, we have no choice. You got to roll the dice. Yeah, move your piece across the board. Yeah. yeah. So you know, sorry guys, it's what we got to do. So <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the industry session that one's going to be in uh, Southern Park at Obi Wan Cannabis. Um, that's going to be November twentieth at five o'clock until 8 30 you're more than welcome to, i mean 6 30 you're more than welcome to yeah, come again I mean, definitely. it's everybody from the area it's just we want to do it in southern park to give the people that are in southern park a direct chance to you know go somewhere you know a couple minutes away oh, versus yeah. an hour away plus we know the construction going to el paso has been terrible lately um i don't like to make that drive yeah i don't know. <laughs> I, I did it yesterday and i was like oh this is so bad um i, I can't wait till this is done so uh, that's everything that I have other than the Albuquerque one next month. And, of course, they have the cannabis crawl going out this uh, tomorrow. Starting yeah, tomorrow, starting right? tomorrow, 10 a.m. at Dreams. And uh, they'll, you'll get your passport. You'll see the participating dispensaries on it. Get, get, your, uh, get your stamps for every dispensary. Turn it in. You're in for a $1,000 cash raffle. Cool. And that's just for Friday, right? Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. All yeah. weekend. Yeah, all awesome. weekend. So, it, it mean, uh, I want to say it'll probably take you around an hour, hour and a half to do the whole thing. Yeah. But other than that. Um, you're pretty much good to go. If you just want to hit a few dispensaries Friday, then go hit a few more Saturday and then finish it off Sunday. That's perfectly fine. It's the closing, uh, the, the time that you need to have your passports in is Sunday by five o'clock in the afternoon. Cool. Oh, awesome. And if you don't mind, oh. one other thing, um, I am, uh, still looking for at least a couple more vendors for 420 at 505. So if you guys uh, farmers market vendors, you guys got your own stuff that you guys pottery, jewelry, anything like you guys that going on, go ahead and contact me, Logan Reed, um, manager at 420 at 505. And yeah, I will gladly let you guys set up a spot and we'll go from there. And they can find you Logan Reed on Facebook, Logan Reed on Facebook. Yep. Okay. Uh, Facebook. And that's, uh, that's yeah. Facebook Logan Reed. And then at the shop, oh, 420 at 505. Cool. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. And you know, hope you know a lot of people come out to the event this weekend oh Yo, yes sir awesome. mr chat thank you so much for having me today heck yeah man i appreciate you showing up man yes heck sir yeah. and for my veterans again happy veterans day this weekend get your free food enjoy it share some stories and uh enjoy each other's company thank all you right, all. guys shoots you i brought you a stack as well uh yeah there's probably i think there's like 50 little cards in there okay but um yeah you guys this meant a lot this was awesome man yeah this, this is dope this, yeah. this is awesome uh i feel like i just got my cherry popped <laughs> yeah, yeah.